Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, my next guest believes fervently in the idea that the customer is king, even in this age of massive technology. Customer experience really does matter. And it's great to welcome back Professor Stephen Van Bellingham, who is the author of A Diamond in the Rough. And welcome back, Stephen, to Down to Business. Hey, Mandy, good, uh, good to hear you. Thanks for having me. Now, Stephen, this, this idea of customer service, I was, I was at an event uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, about customer service and customer excellence, and they were talking a lot about marrying customer excellence in this era of new technology because everything is becoming much more automated, um, much bigger. So how important is it to maintain the customer at the centre of your service in a business? Well, you know, in, in the past 20 years, we've seen major technologies that really changed the, the way that we live and that we buy and that we get information. It started with the Internet and we had social media with mobile phones and now we have artificial intelligence. And all of these technologies have been really transformational in, in customer service. But at the same time, um, none of these technologies have been a shortcut for customer happiness. They're always an, 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 a mean to an end, Right. And I think that the key differentiator is never the technology. I think the key differentiator is your customer culture, your customer mindset, where you really show people a positive intent to give them an excellent customer service. Mm. I suppose people are chasing the bottom line at the end of the day and profit is what drives all business. So, um in building into the culture of a company customer service, what um what what do you advise uh, companies to do to kind of make sure that that's still at their core? Well, I, I think if 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 you're in a leadership team, if you have if if you have responsibilities over a team, um, a lot of people underestimate the impact of their micro communication and their micro decisions. Uh, the small sentences that you say or don't say to a team, the small decisions that you make or that you don't make have a huge impact. Uh, I, I've seen many company leaders present fantastic PowerPoint presentations about how they look at customer centricity. But in the day to day, they make small decisions that actually demotivate people to to be customer centric. Let me let me just give a very tangible example. Imagine that you work in a customer service team and you've done something extraordinary for a customer and you had to invest some of your time in it. Maybe you have to give a little financial compensation, but you get this email back from that client and that client is saying that that was the best service that he or she ever received. So you're very proud and you share that with your colleagues and the word goes around in the company. Eventually, the, the big boss hears about it. He comes down to you and, and says, congratulations, uh, Mandy, this is, this is outstanding work. I'm super happy with the reaction of that customer. Very well done. But just next time, maybe think twice about that financial compensation. I'm sure you understand we can't do this for all our customers, but, you know, very well done. And the leader leaves and, and he believes he gave you like five compliments, but you're sitting there at your desk and you think, well, He's not happy I gave that small financial compensation. So you will probably never do that again. And that moment of proudness towards the um, effort that you've done towards the customer is completely gone. And it's those small sentences, those small things, the micro communication that really, really is a barrier for many organizations to build that strong customer culture. Mm. Instead, what should that manager be doing? How should he ampl amplify the success of that worker? 
just just be positive without being critical on the details. Um, even if you're not 100%, you know, aligned with that decision, the the end result was that you had a very happy customer. The the result was that you had a very proud employee. Um, put a put a spotlight on that. Um, th- just mention the positive things, and that shows the team that you really feel that that end reaction of that customer is the most important thing. Let's look at the customer experience from the other side, our side as consumers. As consumers, okay. when we're buying stuff or uh, using a service, what, what do we want? Well, um, as, as we all know and experience every day, our, our expectations have increased over time. Huh? Um, convenience is one of the things that we really value. We, we don't like to wait too long. We like to have clear and easy to use interfaces. We want things to be very transparent. So convenience is a very important item. Uh, second thing is that we expect more and more human empathy and human kindness, which means that you almost expect that an organization understands your needs and is going to act upon those. So, you know, in marketing terminology, this means that you no longer have a segment of customers, but that the segment size has become one. Mm. It's the need of the individual that becomes crucial. And more and more people, and that's a, a third requirement, expect you to act well towards society and use your strengths as an organization to, to add value to the to your own community. Uh, and this goes even beyond sustainability. It's really about how can you contribute to, to, to a better world from the core strengths of your organization. Yeah, and more and more customers and um, regulators even demanding that uh, of companies as well. But when you, you've written lots and lots of books uh, about this topic, and when you look now at some of the global companies that you've worked with across the globe, um, who does this really well? Who could we look at as a shining example of good customer service? Well, in in my in my most recent book, um, the title is "A Diamond in the Rough." My my thesis is that most companies really have the intention to be customer centric, but they they kind of fail in execution. Uh, it's in the details that the customer never has this wow feeling. So my goal is to help companies transform themselves from diamonds in the rough into shiny, beautiful diamonds. Um, and if I may give an example from from my own country, I'm from Belgium. And everyone is familiar with our Belgian chocolate. And one of the premium chocolate brands that we have is Neuhaus. Mm. And Neuhaus is an example of a company with a very strong customer culture and really understands who appreciate their customers. Just just one example. Uh, there are a lot of things that they do really well, but one example. The way how they deal with customer loyalty is completely different than what most companies do. Like most companies expect the customer to do a lot of efforts first. And then you can get something back as a uh, customer, like you have to buy 10 breads and then you get the 11 for free or you have to fly 50 times with an airline and then they fast track you through security. Uh, Neuhaus does that the other way around. As soon as you are a customer from them, as soon as you bought chocolates just one single time, they will add you to their Neuhaus community. And once you're part of that community, you will get up to 10 emails a year that offer you free chocolate. And they will say, hey, look, uh, we we've have innovation. We have these new products and we would love you as our customer to try them out. You can get two of those chocolates completely for free. Just go to our stores and, and we'll give it to you. And there are no strings attached. You don't get them if you buy a kilo of their chocolates. It's just completely for free because they are happy with your business 
and they want to give something um, in return from the very first moment that you become a customer. Mm. And that that really works well. I mean, there, there was a lot of debate about that, as you can imagine, about the financials, about the impact of that. But what you see is that since they've been doing that, and since they used this philosophy of, of really showing their loyalty to the customer, revenues are, are skyrocketing because customers appreciate it if you show that you are loyal to them. Mm. Now, as you mentioned in your book there, Diamond in the Rough, in the, rough um, the intent uh, to make sure that customer service is always at the core of the business is there, but the execution very often fades. When we're looking at a business environment that we're in now, which is increasing technology, um, mm-hmm. the personal element of the service. So when I asked you what do people want, what do customers want, you mentioned a number of things, but, but very often what I feel people want and they don't get is that one-to-one personal connection. How can you continue to maintain that with more and more prevalence of, of um, automation within business? Well, th- this is going to be a combination of using the strengths of technology and using the strengths of humans in, in a good combination. Uh, well, if you look at the evolution of AI uh, since November 30th last year, when ChatGPT came into our lives, we've seen the first possibilities of what conversational automation can look like. Um, there are already studies today that show in the medical world, for instance, that show that patients uh, feel that ChatGPT has higher quality answers, more higher quality answers and more empathic answers than human doctors. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's not by definition that humans will be better in the human part. Uh, doctors are always under time pressure. There's a lot of pressure on them. So they, they only have like 10 minutes or 15 minutes and a patient has like a zillion questions. The The chatbot never gets tired of you. And if you have high quality uh, answers as an output, the, the people are pretty happy with that. So we're going to use technology and AI will improve to, to help us to, to do that. Plus the fact that we have so much automation should create more time for our humans to do the really human things. Uh, the, the more emotional things um, become, the more complex things become in your own life, the higher the need for a real human. So I see companies now um, like Booking.com, for instance, has that, that have specific teams in their customer care uh, group that is completely focused on very intense experiences that customers have so that they can help them in a very emotional and a very yeah, high quality kind of way. So I think that at the end of the day, automation will improve and that's going to be a plus in our relation with brands. But at the same time, because of that, we're going to have more time for the humans to invest in that as well. So I'm very, very positive about that future. Steve, before I let you go, I know that you're a huge Disney fan as well and <laughs> one of your dreams came true recently. T- tell us about uh, w- what you've been doing uh, in the, on the movie front. Well, I, I was very, very lucky that I got invited to, to do a small cameo. I had a small voice in the Flemish version of Cars 3. And that was, as a Disney fan, an, an amazing experience. It was completely out of my comfort zone to be in that studio and to be one of those those characters in the movie. So that was that was a lot of fun. That's brilliant. But obviously, Disney, a brand that does this really well as well. Well, Disney is is one of those fantastic examples that that is really focused on on customers. But you know, even even Disney has their have has their challenges. I don't know if you saw that, but a couple of months ago. There was this young man who wanted to propose to his to his girlfriend, to his future wife in Disneyland Paris. 
And he was doing that in front of the castle on one of their little stages that they have there. So it was perfect setting. Everything was there. Very romantic. His films were, his friends were filming it. But one of the Disney crew members just jumped on the stage, took the ring out of the hands of that man and told him, you cannot do that here. Wedding proposals are down there. And then they had to do the wedding proposal all over again. Oh, dear. He, <laughs> so that, he's definitely not going to win the employee of the month there. No, <laughs> that shows the weakness of the system. I mean, Disney is fantastic with their processes like they are super, super well organized. But this person just, yeah, was yeah. over focused on the process and did it exactly as it was in the book. Whereas there you need that human empathy to say, you know what, we're going to let them do this for 30 or 60 seconds and then we're going to ask him to leave. So Absolutely. that mental flexibility is a crucial skill, yeah. even for Disney. Well, look, the book is called A Diamond in the Rough. It is by Steve Van Bellingham. And Steve, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you for having me, Mandy. It was a pleasure. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.